You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, welcome back, everybody. Oh, are we recording? The- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I do it. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just like, throw, we're just throwing shit at a wall here. Everyone, welcome back to the B-List. I'm B. Um, I have a special guest here in the house. Um, I think it's the second time you've been on the, the B-List before. Um, this is Jess Rothschild with us today, and she's got her own podcast, Hot Takes Deep Dives, which is really great. Thank we you. We share many interests. And it's always good talking to you. We, I was just recently share, on your podcast. We do share many interests. We're like they overlap. Yes, you were we d- on well, a few we weeks ago. We have opposing views when it comes to many housewives. But that's good for discourse. No, no, totally, totally. And then, but we, but we are come from like a, a class of housewives fans where we like have nuance discussions, and we can understand that like I don't just dis- I dislike this person, but they're good for the show or they're you know what I mean? Yes. I always look at housewives from a producer brain. Like I'm always like, mm-hmm. oh, like clearly a producer stepped mm-hmm. in. Like as, as for I mean, this is so random, but like literally this week on Jersey when mm-hmm. clearly a producer set the call up with Teresa to be there when Jackie was going to call. It's like, this doesn't just happen like by accident. Yeah. It's not. Especially in COVID when there's like less crew members. I mean, you thought that they just like randomly had crew hanging out at her house all day. Like it's produced more than ever, more than ever. But, but thank God they're doing a good job. Yeah. They're working for their money. By the way, get to them. By the way, Hmm? B, I have to say uh, just a few, a day or so off a little belated happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. I was listening to your birthday episode. And of course, the world wished you happy it just birthday. Dropped, yeah. While we were talking, and I'm like, I'm such an, I literally didn't say happy birthday to this kid. Like, I love no, him. No, it's totally fine. <laughs> no, but this it's now totally it's fine. now it's proper. Yeah. It's recorded. The world knows how much I love you. It was just on Saturday. I had a nice birthday. Um, a nice, like, socially distanced. I mean, usually I, I throw, like, a party every year. Oh, really? Which honestly is more of a headache than it's worth really i mean i'm just like doing ones where like i was they got bigger and bigger Mm -hmm. where like someone would someone that i know would 
host a party uh, normally at like um, at a bar or a club or something, and then they'd be like, "We'd love to throw your party for you. Oh, you host it, okay. and we'll." And I'd put the flyer on Instagram and invite all your friends right. and, and even people that you know and all of the followers as well, which I love. Like shout out to everyone, but like then it turns into something bigger and bigger. And it, when it's something like that, I feel like I don't even really get that drunk or that remember that much stuff because yeah. I'm too busy running around trying to move cards around. Can we, and move can we ask, like, does the lady share her age mm-hmm. publicly? No. Oh, you, she doesn't <laughs> share her. She I doesn't, could. I just... <laughs> she doesn't share so her age. She doesn't tell her age. Okay. I don't feel weird. Can I guess, I can I guess her age? Sure, yeah. I'm going to guess that you just turned 32. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'll take it. You'll take it. Okay. All right. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you look 32. A r- I mean, I'm not, a ripe, I'm not, far, I'm not young, far off. 30, not far off. Okay. <laughs> I'm a little bit older um, than you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. Yeah. And, but, and um, it'll be I, obvious in our conversation later today what we're planning to talk about. The yeah. show that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Um, no, I was just saying that, like, I had a smaller birthday this year. I just had, like, three friends. Because, like, honestly, a lot of people were, um, <clears throat> like, out of town or doing something. So I was really just, like, the people that were close to me and around. And, nearest um, and dearest. Yeah. But it was nice this year. It was nice. Honestly, I think going forward, I'll probably do, like, smaller and smaller parties. We'll see. I mean, I'm talking all this shit now. Watch them reopen shit. And I'm, like, <laughs> swinging from a chandelier. <laughs> like, the fucking, you know. We'll see. Yeah, you should do um, a um. A, you should do uh. You know how like on Vanderpump Rules and on Summer House they always would do like Christmas in July. You should do your birthday because your birthday's yes. in the middle of February. Always, you well, should do your birthday in Fire Island. Like do that's what I've already thought about. Yeah, like before pandemic. Well, before I'm fucking COVID, invited because I just invented <laughs> this and like we share a yeah. brain. Like I'm coming. <laughs> no, I've thought about this before because it's like, you know, I come alive in the summertime, although I'm a winter baby, but um, it's like, I've always been like, damn, I always wanted a pool party for a birthday. And I thought like, damn, I should have one in July or something. But yep. yeah, one of these days. Um, I'm sure I won't be the only gay that thought of this. Happy National Margarita Day. Oh, happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's today, right? I think it's today. Salud. <laughs> um, I love Mexico. Which, by the way, I want to shout out to um, Alice Bell, who's the astrologer that did my um, my my birth chart. She was excellent. She I had never just so everyone just so everyone knows, I had not spoken to this girl ever. She just came t- to me, like referred, recommended to me, and I just reached out to her, and she was so gracious. Immediately was like, "Yes, I'd love to," and uh, came on, did my full birth chart, and I she doesn't know anything about me, mm-hmm. and got all this stuff correct. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, astrology, I've. I love astrology. I've been mm. like kind of studying it, you know, like reading books. Like there's there's yeah. an astrology book that I have right here called The Only Astrology Book You'll Ever Need. And that's a great yeah. one. Um, my best friend from college, actually the one who I was referring to when we were talking about the Whitney interview. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> that's who I was referring well. to. My, be- <laughs> my best friend, Andy, he is an astrologer. And when you, oh, wow. when you opened your DMs up for like, does anybody know any astrologers? I put mm-hmm. his name in there. And he, I have him on my podcast a lot and I have him do all the house, like he's going to come on soon uh, and do all the New, New Jersey. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So, and I have so him good. do the, um, like the composite charts or it's like, so, suppose you were in a relationship, you and your partner, except I'm going to have him do like Teresa and Jackie. Yeah. Oh, you know I love what that. I mean? Yeah. See, yeah, 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 yeah. I have him do I all have, that. Yeah. I used to have that birthday book. I think it's Susan Miller. Is that her mm-hmm. name? 
You know, when you can match at people's birthdays yeah. and tell the relationship, I always thought that was pretty spot on too. She's good. Yep. Oh, Susan Miller is huge. like, she's the, like, she's like the queen of, she's, yeah. She's the Teresa Giudice of the astrology world. All right. I <laughs> yeah, got more, hate, yeah, I got you, more problems <laughs> with Teresa than ever. So. Yeah, we're going to go through that. We'll get through it. What did you think of the housewives that I chose for her to do the birth chart for? Did you, did you hear that oh, part? Oh, yeah, you did Because I, I picked some. Who did you, who did did you have? Yeah, you, I heard the Rinna part. Who else did you have I picked do? some random ones. And these aren't even favorites of mine, by the way. I just thought it would be interesting because I didn't want to pick people that would be, um, you would expect me to. So I don't love Kenya Moore. I mean, I appreciate what she does for the show and stuff like that. But I think she is kind of an enigma to me. Um, just the way she lives in like this, like she like gets joy out of being antagonistic to people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like she like, I just can't. Re- the re- to, yeah. In my own defense, let me explain why I didn't. So I was listening to that episode yesterday. I was mm-hmm. driving. I was visiting my best friend, uh, my, my lifelong best friend, Michael. Uh, I was visiting him and his husband and their, their son in Jersey. So I was listening to it on my oh. drive back to the city. And I got mm-hmm. to my apartment as soon as you brought in Jonathan. Like I heard the bit with mm-hmm. Jonathan. Okay. And I think you do the stuff with Rinna and the other birth charts like later. It's like I didn't quite get to that part yet. Because okay, I got yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was fine. my problem. But the, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, the people were Kenya Moore, Lisa Rinna, Mary Cosby, and uh, uh, that's a great one. Last one, Sonia Morgan. I approve. Yeah, she was really um, spot on, especially with Kenya and Mary Cosby, um, and a bit with Sonia as well. So I think it's interesting that you're a double Gemini. You're a Gemini rising and Moon, right? She said you're Pisces, uh, Gemini, yeah. Gemini. Yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. It was weird. Interesting. I don't, I don't know what to think about. It. I'm just I'm learning. Well, you pre- you I do like, you, you know. I guess you do present as a Gemini because you are very commun- communicative, talkative, but then also I Aren't they two-faced though? Isn't that the thing? Mm. Aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> but also you, you Duality. They're the twins. They're the twins. Yes, it's duality. So you clearly have this extroverted side of you and yet I know you. I feel like I know you so well because I do listen to the podcast a lot and I mm-hmm. know that you're an indoor gay. I know that you're like, you don't want, you hate people. You don't like going to concerts. You want smaller groups. So meanwhile, you used to host events at the the Moxie Hotel. So you're a Gemini, baby. It's true. Okay. Turn it on. The rumors are true about you. (laughs) Are there four housewives that you would like love to see? Like, I know you're doing like New Jersey all at once, but if you could just only pick like four from any franchises okay um i'll tell who would you. you like just be most interested to see their birth charts bethany erica jane this is like today in 2021 okay. february 2021 this is to me is who's the most interesting bethany okay. erica jane still probably uh you know what maybe ooh, maybe maybe like karen huger or ashley darby Okay. Yeah, Ashley Darby would be really interesting because yeah. what makes you stay? What makes you stay? There's some, there's you know some, I mean? yeah. <laughs> like, well, my friend did, we did a whole Potomac episode and I know I asked him that quite like the question it's okay. been asked and answered, but I forgot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and maybe also like Dorinda. I mean, the New York women are just so inherently I was, interesting. I was going to do Dorinda. They're so inherently interesting. If you, I mean, unpopular opinion probably in 2021, but I think Dorinda is the most interesting Real Housewife of New York. That they, It's really a shame that they really took her out when they did. Because, you know, but they're going to, 
my thought is they'll bring her back at some point and give her like her because that's the reason that they took her out at that point. They weren't like, oh, fuck, we hate this woman. They were like, we need to take you out now so that you still have some like semblance of likability so that we can bring you back and people will like welcome you with open arms. It's she it was kind of it's kind of like, you know, in the old I don't I, you know, I'm not. <laughs> OK, this example. So mm-hmm. in, in there's there's a thing that if you're, when your car runs out of gas, if you open mm-hmm. the, the gas tank and let it air out, you can still get oh. a few more miles. Oh, if you don't have money to like get gas, it's kind of like that. They had to like open the tank and like let it air out to make sure she can like get if they can get a few more miles out of her. Okay, (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Sounds kind (laughs) of like (laughs) you're like a car. My, I knew (laughs) the only reason I know this is because my partner's my partner's uh, mother used to do this to them as kids. She wouldn't refill the gas tank. She would like let it, and then like it would just go on empty. What? It's a long story. Speaking of astrology, Pisces season is off to chaotic start. Azealia Banks just announced she's engaged <laughs> via tw- uh, via Instagram. Someone named, uh, what's his fucking name? Rip Ryder Rip? Rip Ryder? I don't even fucking know. Rip Ryder? Something this like that. This is the fiance. He's, yeah, he's a conceptual artist. Someone, here's some tea. Someone showed up in my DMs saying Ooh. that they knew him. Oh. I, don't, I can't say who. Oh. I sound like Teresa. <laughs> can't say I who. can't say who. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Somebody told uh, me. A gay told me, but I don't remember who. He was doing my makeup. Was it a gay, but... He was doing my makeup <laughs> and my hair, and then he told me he saw Evan doing stuff at the gym. But I don't doing, know who. Doing stuff at the gym. <laughs> That's literally how this happened. Or she made it up. Yeah. But we'll get there. <laughs> um, no, they, they showed up in my DMs, and they said that they know him. I'm not going to say how, but they said that this all seems like a big um ploy to get more publicity this is something that he's very interested in doing is like the you know people like her they love to garner this kind of attention by like just this chaotic chaotic process right Mm -hmm. it's like they just like live in this space where it's just like i can do this now i haven't done this yet and this will get you know yeah i don't know but i don't believe it not that it matters she'll probably get married anyways and get fucking divorced or i don't know anything about azalea banks that's good I mean, live in that space, okay, live fine. in that joy. I got to, to, I've taken enough. Don't on. block your blessings. Like I've taken yeah. on in actually it, since, since you and I had like a, a real, well, since the last time I was on this show, I spent a really good part, good, healthy part of quarantine getting into drag race. So okay, I don't, yeah. with housewives and drag race, I feel like I'm at my space. limit. It's not like yeah. I can't really take on. I don't have the bandwidth for like the bachelor like that's not gonna, that's never gonna oh, happen no. for me. That's not gonna happen. No, no. We could have another actual lockdown with no work, and I still wouldn't. You know what I mean? No. Like you could like have a lockdown and take work away, not, and I still I'm wouldn't even, have enough time in my I'm day. I'm not even all the way through with Drag Race. There's so much. It's like housewife. It's like starting from, you know. But not as good. Oh my god! I, let me take that back, Jane. <laughs> Because <laughs> they're going to drag me over this. Oh I'm fine. God. Leave it and fuck it. I don't care. The gays are going to fucking be mad at me. I have my opinions. It's just, it's not as, it's not as good as Housewives. It's well, how, as can Housewives. You, how can you compare a competition show to a reality docu-series? There is no competition. So. <laughs> oh, is that your take? <laughs> yeah. Wait, no what, what are you saying? Oh, I'm just saying there's no competition. It's just like, I, there's no competition between the two. You can't. Mm, okay. Yeah. Rush Limbaugh died. I know. Aw. 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 Did she? All right. Okay. Oh, <laughs> He passed away? Aw. Mm. Okay, All well. All right. 
You know, what I'm listening to a lot of is, damn you, Tracy. Tracy was talking to me on the recap. We have the recap weekly where we we, we recap Real Housewives of New Jersey, Real Housewives of Dallas, and currently Real Housewives of Salt Lake City for one more episode because mm-hmm. they're on their last reunion. Um, and randomly, we just, I don't even know how it got on the topic, but she started talking about Candlebox. She said they have one of the best stripper songs ever far behind and i put it on i was like oh my god i love this fucking song i haven't heard it since i was like a kid um but i was just like i don't know that's all i've been listening to lately is alternative music ever since then i mean i have an alternative playlist that i made on um for my alexa i don't i'm whispering alexa because i don't want her to hear me because then she's gonna start playing you know stuff you can change the name um, you can change the name. You can change the name of your alexa to like amazon you can change it to diff i mean you can't change it to like b but like you could change oh, I can't it change it to like dorit no, not Dorit <laughs> or Teresa, but you can change it to like, there's like a selection and Amazon is one, is one of them. Yeah. Imagine Yo you change tree. it. Yo tree. Give them the lights. <laughs> gotcha. Um, no. So I've been like, only listening to like, you know, it's just like such a, a fun moment in my life was alternative music and just like Empire Records, Cranberries, all of Love. that. Yes. The Cranberries. I love Did you all have that like a stuff. favorite alternative band Ooh, i would say okay i loved tell me if this falls into alternative i loved every- alternative was like probably like the biggest umbrella though because it included grunge it included like well then i right? guess i'd have to say nirvana i loved nirvana i loved like what's counting crows that's definitely that's like the king of alternative okay, right because well, it's I, like I not loved- really yeah i loved okay yeah i love counting crows i love dave matthew that's that's like jam bandy but when I heard alternative, I did love the Cranberries. I loved the band Everything But the Girl, which is probably oh, love them. Are they alternative? They're not really alternative. Like dream. They were like pop indie. They had like some kind of like soft. Um, I almost want to. It's not like almost folky. Their early stuff, and then they hooked up with Todd Terry, right? And then they started doing the remixes, and that's when they really totally. got on. And the gays found them. Totally, so good. Did you know that the real world New York is reuniting? Oh, I know. Speaking of, I'm all over Tracy's it. so hype right now. I'm sure I saw her Instagram post. I haven't talked to her in person about this, but yeah. Now, explain the situation. Is this just a reunion and they're going to talk about it? It seems like they're moving back in. I think they're moving back in and like filming. I cannot imagine. That's 25, crazy. 25 years later and you were 20 at the time, they're like f- pushing fucking 50. I would be like, you want me to move back in with these people that I lived with in my early 20s? Wow. <laughs> what if they move back into the loft, the actual one? It was I like above Dean and DeLuca. I, th- I thought that's what, well, I'm sure it's not a loft. I'm sure it's now a condo. Yeah. Whatever it is. Definitely chopped it up. But I'm interested. But knowing New York mm. real estate, it's probably empty right now. It's true. <laughs> it's probably sitting empty. Yes, that's very Ooh. exciting news. Um, yeah. If there's yeah. one cast of the real world... That you would, because that's not my first one, right? I mean, I watch it. Like, I love it. Mm-hmm. Paramount, by the way, Paramount Plus, the network or whatever. It's the same network that made my life, my life story into a made-for-TV movie. <laughs> what is it called? Um, fuck, I'm forgetting the name. I already fucking forget the name, but they, told, they took my cowboy story. Oh, my God. You remember this story? Yes, 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 yes. This is, yeah. <laughs> and then I, they I, sent I, me a gift box with a wink, and I was like, y'all... <laughs> Yeah, I was ridiculous. like shaking. I was like, <laughs> but I was like, y'all tune in 8 p.m. 9 central. <laughs> so you're asking which yeah, real w- world would I 
want mm-hmm. them to redo. So you're asking, what's my favorite seasons? Yeah, which one would you? Because I heard that Hawaii was actually one of the first ones they asked because that was actually a really popular one, I guess. I think it's like one that bridged over. Why didn't they do the, Hawaii? I think you just want to get all the willing participants. Wow. You have to have everyone that's willing to do it. Okay, but. I love New Orleans with mm-hmm. Danny Roberts, Melissa Back, your friend, who's a regular on this show. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, that was a, that's a great one. That was a great cast. I really love Real World Boston with Genesis, Camila. Also a friend of mine, Camila, shout out to Camila was on Camilla. my show. She was amazing. That's right. I think I listened to that episode. Yes. I lo- she shout was, out to Camila. She's a, Camila, Camila Phillips is now, if you for you Real World yeah, fans OBGYN. out there, she is now an OBGYN in New York in City. And she revealed on the podcast that she was asked to audition or asked to submit a thing for Married to Medicine. And her husband won a letter T, right? Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, and she also. I didn't know that. And she also said, "In yeah, listen to that. And listen to that episode. She also said that she has had at least one of the Roni women as a patient." Oh, okay. But she can't say who. Talk to talk to client confidentiality. Yeah, but like Um, for some reason, I think it's Sonia or Luann. What a ride that would what be. What a ride. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's like, she's like, they're all very interesting. <laughs> some mileage on this one. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Um, she's like, I've seen it all. Mm-hmm. I love Camilla. She basically, those women like Melissa and Camilla like raised me. You know what I mean? Because like Same. television was my companion. Like I was an only child. I spent tons of time watching television. I would just draw and sit in front of the television and I would watch these reality shows. Same. At I'm the time, they only, weren't called reality shows. I'm they were just called chi- documentaries. Yeah, say I'm an only yeah. child as well. So yeah, I have similar experience. And they were like brown women that were like very opinionated Took no bullshit when Camilla walked in and Cyrus was trying to flirt with her. She's like, please get away from me. You are very dirty. And, like, <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, who is this like bossy woman? I hate the term bossy because it's only ever used in the context of a woman. So I kind of hate that. But like, it's the best way to like. She had an she attitude. She came in and like, put her attitude and like. Oh, was and very, her, like, she had the list of like. Of stuff she wanted in a man. It was like 24 things that you need to be to date Camilla. And I made I loved and, it. and in the thing I like read back a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like that's what I loved. I was like I was like I don't even know like eight years old and be like that is a strong black woman. I like I love her. One of the and things like, on you know, her I list. Just... One of the things on the list you had to be to date Camila. Your name had to be one, more than one syllable. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair. Yeah, I've only gotten in trouble when I date one syllable guys. So oh really. Yeah. Hmm. I'm interested to hear more about this situation ship you're in. <laughs> From my it's 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 in the works. Okay. Um but distance is kind of an issue, so Oh. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that to be brought up during the birth chart reading and I was like I was like, Oh, um I <laughs> Of course relationships are gonna come off, yeah. Yeah. Well here we are. I'm like Wendy, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. What else? Who else? Um, What's on the list, B? On what list? Your, on my your list. This this show is called the B list. Um. So wait, I was gonna say because we were talking <laughs> about alternative music, and literally right before we got back on, I was looking up Airwalk shoes because I'm gonna buy some. Those were my favorite fucking shoes, and they still look cute, and they're only like thirty dollars on Payless.com. Oh my god, it's crazy, but they make sense. I mean, it makes sense that they're thirty dollars. They were like the cheapest shoes ever, but so fucking cute, and I'm gonna bring those back. 
Airwalks. Do it. <laughs> Wear those to your party in Fire Island for your birthday in July. It's true. <laughs> those are the Speedo. <laughs> Today, Meghan McCain made an ass of herself again, because it wouldn't be a day of the week if Meghan McCain didn't do that. Did you see this? What happened? She was on The View, um, the only place that she like lives where we have to hear about her. She said, um, and they were in conversation about Dr. Fauci and just how, what the COVID's looking like and the COVID situation. And I guess Dr. Fauci went on CNN and was saying that we're probably going to be wearing masks until 2022, which like, hello. Duh. Yeah. Anybody with a brain knows that just because you get vaccinated, we'll probably still be wearing masks and things won't be fully open. The true Karen that she is, she said in quote, the fact that I, Megan McCain, co-host of The View, don't know when or how I will be able to get a vaccine is just crazy. End quote. <laughs> was so fucking entitled. Co-host of The View. So entitled. I didn't know what the comorbidity wow. was like. Of Yeah, like, I'm sorry. We're all waiting for the same one. And I don't understand what makes you anymore like you're working from home you have like your zoom that's like when we talk that's like on the episode we did together on my show we talked about stacy griffiths the soul cycle instructor who jumped the line on staten island to get it yeah insane you can wait really um she she thinks she she's really she thinks she's like the daytime erica jane though because she keeps doing these like side braids and updos and every time you see her she like look you know what i'm saying <laughs> she looks like one of those um where you don't go to the black hair salon but like when you go to the black I hair sh- salon I and they may- have i can i you know can i talk can we talk you know what no it's not appropriate forget it <laughs> well you know what the black at like the at least at the barber shop they I have the poster tr- I only board trust black women with my hair my hair you, mm-hmm. you can see my hair or the puerto rican girls you can go to the sala i have um very mm-hmm. Uh, my hair is not white mm-hmm. people's hair. Yeah, yeah, that's, you got like but that's curly. basically it. And no, I've never You're met. Jewish, right? I'm Jewish, and I've never met a white person that understood how to style my to hair, hair or or cut my hair. They they kind of they think they do, but they really don't. But then when I am in the hands of mm. a Puerto Rican woman or a black woman, yeah. just anybody who is not white, they know what they're doing. Well, Andrew Yang said it best, and it's the one thing that I will actually quote him saying. Mm-hmm. Those closest to the situation usually know what's best for it. Yes. I don't think that was an exact quote, but it was something along those lines. And it's the smartest thing he ever fucking said. I get so usually, anxious. It's like the most simplest thing. I get so anxious People when closest. a white <laughs> chick is coming toward me. I'm like, no, 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 no. With Sears. Yeah. Or just with like to, to style, even at like dry bar, even something, whatever. This is boring. That's <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm um, being very honest, though. That's all right. Yeah. No, but I was saying like the poster board, you know, the poster board at like the, the barbershop and they have like like literally 50 rows of different black men with all the different the haircuts. Yeah. That's what Meghan McCain looks like, except not black, but like all, every different hairstyle. <laughs> and it's like every day of the week because she's getting all these different dues. Yeah, she's like dirt. She, she, think, she thinks she's dirt. Are you going to watch Alan versus Pharaoh? Yes. I really want to. I want I to watch just, that. Did it just air? Didn't it just come out? I think it just premiered. Or it's premiering okay, this I'm gonna week. I'm going to watch it tonight. It may, it's either out or it's coming out this week. And I absolutely want to watch it. We're gonna. We're eating this week. We're eating this month. There's so much stuff. We're, we're, we're fed, getting we're fat. Fed well. We're getting fat. Yeah. <laughs> and it feels real, um, real good. Speaking of. So we were talking about It's a Sin. And Wow. I mean, I knew it was going to be good. I like you didn't even have to tell me. Like I knew 
The fact that it's named after a Pet Shop Boys song, obviously, first off, I which can I say, by the way, um, it's like my least favorite Pet Shop Boys song. Oh, but it's still good. Oh, but it's still good. Um, but like they make all good songs. But um, yeah, it's such a clever title for for the concept, because um, just to give everyone a preface, I mean, I've already talked about it a ton on my story, a ton on the last podcast a bit with Jonathan, but he didn't watch it yet. Um it basically revolves around a group of young gay people or just queer in London in the early 1980s at the onset of the AIDS epidemic. And it's all about misinform- misinformation, homophobic um, viewpoints from, you know, uh, medical professionals and just like how that informed people at the time and also how it like, you know, also disadvantaged them and the lives mm-hmm. that it took and just people's lives being stamped out so early in life. And every, um, every it's a miniseries. Yeah. yeah it's, it's time jumps. It I don't time, want to get too much away. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It, it time jumps. And, and also I mean, it's only five episodes. So this is like easy. This is, well, it, I yeah. wouldn't say it's easy viewing. It's very, it's gut wrenching. Like I watched it, it in one sitting. You did? See, I had yeah, well, to take okay, a break. So- I had to take a break after I watched two episodes, two and three, in the same night. And after mm-hmm. three, I had to take a break for like for like a day, and then I continued. I watched one and half of two. It was the night before my birthday, and I ordered pizza because I was like, usually I'm like meal prep diet of trying and then I was like it's my birthday whatever so I ordered yeah. pizza and drank some wine and was like watching it and fell asleep and pizza was sitting next to me I was like oh I watched one and a half episodes I woke up at like 3 a.m and I was like I can't go back to sleep I can't, I've been having trouble sleeping and stuff like that so I just stayed up at 3 a.m and watched all the rest of it and I was like up at 6 a.m in the morning sobbing crying when i finished it because i just had to finish it it's just that engrossing here's what was thrilling about it Mm. i have never seen this story on tv and i can't believe i haven't like pose Um, doesn't pose it doesn't hit the same way this did i think i think because Pose it's on like a broader like a like um well this was more specific yeah, Pose is voyeuristic. Like that—that that is not our our life. That is not like how we came up in the world, in like the yeah. ball scene. I yeah, mean, people yeah, yeah, like yeah. you and I—it's just not. We're not dancers. Like yeah. we're not. You know, yeah. we're. It's not. <laughs> but I think specifically because it's about. I think because it's specifically about HIV and AIDS, and we're watching it during a pandemic that's in, affecting the entire yeah. world. Yeah, it's having this effect that I think is probably even greater than the creators intended. Yeah, totally. I mean, it. Um, it's very poignant just because, like, of what we're going through at the moment. Um, and it's, it reminds you a lot about the early days of the pandemic when it was just so, like, much misinformation and just, you know. Like, it's... Did you... Oh. Well, did you know that Joe Baxter is based on an actual person? That doesn't surprise so, me. That doesn't surprise she's me. Like, I believe that she's the only person... In the in the miniseries that's actually based on a real person, and oh, it's wow. based on Russell T Davies, the creator. Yeah. It's based on his childhood friend named Jill Nadler. Oh, that's amazing! And she, and she took care of. So the story is really because usually women in these stories sometimes end up being like 
supporting actress or something just kind of fading into the background a bit um but this was really honestly so much about it seen through her eyes mm-hmm. because she was the first one to really like catch on to what was going on in the to community t- and to and take it seriously take it seriously and it was done so like artfully and just so well done like, I, I i hope this wins all the awards i think it hits so hard because these are the people who would have still been at Stonewall. Yeah. They would they would be there drinking. They would have been at Cubby Hole still hanging out, but they're yeah. not because they died. And so mm-hmm. it's so emotional for me to even it's so emotional first of all for me to even say that because it's it's re, it's true. Mm-hmm. Like they would have been there and they're not. And it's all my my other experience watching it. It was also like almost like holding up a mirror uh, to that group of friends or to my group of friends that I, you know, grew up with, you know, my, my high school best friend, actually the guy I was visiting yesterday, uh, Michael, you know, we met in fifth grade and all of my friends growing up, you know, in high school, we were all gay, but we weren't out to each other really. Mm -hmm. Like we didn't Mm -hmm. really come out until like freshman year of college, but even though we didn't come out in the 80s, we came out more in like the year 2000, 2001. It doesn't matter because you still grew up with that fear of it's that HIV rec- and just like, the yeah, it, and the shame. Yes. Because that's... It's yeah. the story is still the same. The story of feeling the shame, hiding it from the parents. I think that that's still... Listen, I don't know what it's like to... I don't know what it's like to come out in 2021, but at least mm-hmm. when I did it in the year 2000, 2001, it was this exact story and even the story of i'm going to generalize this because i'm not going to put in i'm not going to spoil anything so generally speaking uh, tell me if you can relate to this Mm -hmm. the idea of behaving recklessly just for the sake of it feeling like you were or feeling like you were going to get hiv anyway so let's just get it over with like, yeah, no, that's uh, people have like a lower like sense of um, self-worth just because what society told you. Yes. Yeah. Like my best friend, Michael, he had this exact experience uh, and mm-hmm. he recounted this story to me when we were basically like when we were sort of stumbling through coming out to each other over a period of months. And to see that, you know, to see a mirror held back and that played back in this. I had never seen that story told. On TV. Mm-hmm. So know. well, um, yeah. I mean, if to say that that this miniseries is just about the AIDS crisis is to um, it's it's to do it a, dis- a disservice. It's not really so much about that as it is about shame in general and how it's pervasive in like so many different areas of people's lives. I mean, it wasn't just about like uh, HIV with uh, Roscoe, for instance, who was the Nigerian guy who like left his family after they tried to pray away his homosexuality. He was one of my favorite characters. Of Me thing. too. Honestly, like the one critique I will have is that he was underused. Yes. And like his storyline was the least developed. And I think that, but, but he did have the best like aha moments when he, he had would break an, free he, from these. Yeah. He had an amazing, he had an amazing, screen presence and whenever he was on screen i couldn't take my eyes off him yes and he's gorgeous yeah um great actor but he um i was gonna say for him it wasn't so much about like the aids crisis or the hiv stuff um it was really about shame because he well without giving too much away he gets uh involved with this like politician who's closeted and stuff like that and he was kind of pushed back into the closet in a way Mm -hmm. um so it's just like yeah, 
It's about it's about shame. Did you watch and, and Queer as Folk? I did. Um, I didn't watch so much the original, but one day, okay, so I was also walking on the street years ago when I first moved to New York, and people still use DVDs. Mm-hmm. I'm just aging myself. People still have DVD players. I mean, <laughs> be proud, be proud um, of that. I had VHS tapes. Come on. I bought I bought um I bought a DVD player, a little like tiny one mm-hmm. for like thirty dollars on Amazon because I have all these DVDs from when I was a kid, and I'm like I'm not throwing all these out. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I have like Romy Michelle. Meryl's wedding, like I'm not throwing these out. I'm not buying these again. I'm like my mom. Are you going like, to buy, ca- buy a cassette player too? To, like, I know my mom your... is like these are perfectly good VHSs. I'm not throwing these away. I still have <laughs> I still have um my my cassette tape of Madonna bedtime stories. I have it on my little bookcase Love over it. there. Yeah, I mean now it's have just to find a, like a frame it. Now it's just art, but frame it. Yeah, yeah, it's still music. <laughs> There's some really good accounts by the way that I follow on Instagram that are called like VHS collection and stuff like that, and they collect like vintage. And just like, and then there's, this is totally a tangent, but one guy, because I'm obsessed with 80s movies from the 70s, 80s uh, horror movies from the, horror movies from the 70s and 80s. Got it. And he like, but then he'll take like a new horror movie and then like put it, like make artwork for it and put it on a VHS. Like what, um, what the new it would have looked like if it was on it's interesting. Clever. I'll send it to you after. He does it in a really artful way. And if mm-hmm. you can appreciate 80s aesthetics with like new. Of course. But um, before I was saying, um, what was I saying? We about? were talking. Oh, DVD. Queer, queer as folk. Yeah. Yeah. So I was walking on the street and I came across like in the trash. <laughs> and I was like, I was walking and I was like, oh my God, there's an entire box set of Queer as Folk. Like, Wait, the, when was this? Um, like early two thousands. I mean, it was like when did I? Oh, move to okay. New York? I thought this was like last week. No. Okay. Okay. Got it. <laughs> it was a long time ago. It was like it was like probably like two thousand seven or something like that. Okay. Um, a long time ago, and it was like I it was a box set of the like the entire collection of winning the lottery. Was like a big. I was like, and I looked. I was like, there can't be inside. And I opened it up, and it was just all the DVDs. I was like, yoink. The American version. The American version. Great yeah, show. I brought up Queer Spoke because. The creator of It's a Sin is the original uh, UK, the, the guy who created the yeah. UK version, which is the original mm-hmm. Queer as Folk. Yeah. Um, I. The American one was. Uh, I was obsessed with the American one. I'm, a, I'm an obsessed. It's trash. It's like, it's the same way that I'm like, oh, Coyote Ugly is it. But it's also like trash. You know what I mean? It's like trash, but it's like who still was, fucking it. Who were you into on Queer as Folk? See, that's the other thing is I can't recognize anyone on the show that I like really relate to fully. I'd say probably the most would be Hal, the main oh, Michael. guy, the comic okay, book. Yeah. Or is it Michael? Yeah. Well, his character, Hal Sparks played Michael. Hal Sparks, right. I yeah. was in probably love with Brian Kinney, the lead I mean, he's guy. beautiful. Yeah, he's beautiful. No, I like wanted to be him. Like I wanted his car. <laughs> I wanted his clothes. I wanted, oh, his Jeep? I wanted his Jeep. I wanted his loft. With the sh- oh, glass off, shower yeah. in the middle of it. They took place in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. You probably could with our budgets. <laughs> you could, like, on a New York budget, we could be balling, like, Brian Kenny in Pittsburgh. Are you kidding? I don't know what I'm living in New York for. On this budget, I could be, like, I could have a car. <laughs> I was obsessed. Oh, I wanted his job. I could have a car now. I just don't want to deal with fucking alternate street side parking. Mm. Look at you. Don't brag. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, it's a sin... Amazing show. Oh, one, um, the one mother. Of, f- hmm? Oh, hmm? Go, go ahead. And then I I wanted to say something about the vaccine. So evil. So evil, but such a great performance. Um, the duality of like seeing her as like a doting mother and then how quickly she churned was like, 
Mm-hmm. It was it was so good. That last episode. What was it like um, when you like when? How old were you when you came out? Uh, I was eighteen. Yeah. Oh, so you were like fresh out of high school. Yeah, and like I know you went to a per- you yeah. went to a performing arts mm-hmm. art school. Mm-hmm. So, so there were like a few gay people there, but and yeah. what was your experience like? Like even with your coming out, yeah, like with your mom and your friends. Like, um, what was the? How did you feel? Totally fine because I went to an like an art college after that, so it was like yeah, not you that, went to I'm, gay high I, school and gay college. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the pipeline, the queer to queer pipeline. <laughs> I um no, my mom actually asked me. She said. I was like seeing a guy and I was always with him and she just like, but I presented him as my, my friend. And she asked me in the car one day during, when I came home during a vacation and she was like, are you gay? And I was like, yep. And she was like, well, as long as you're happy. And that was that, you know, she knew. Wow. It was really (laughs) pretty simple. You'd have to not know. And I'm really blessed to have like, I'm really understanding mother. My mother also has like gay friends, but it's just like more like she was waiting for my, like, was there you know, ever a period of time when you were, like, actively hiding it? Like, like seeking out gay media, but, like, yeah. but in secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, my entire... Yeah, year. like, all yeah. of the real world and all of that, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. that's what you... Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man. I, you know, in a lot of ways, I am super grateful, super mm-hmm. happy that we had that experience. I don't think I would want it. Yeah. Like it's it's so much easier now. It makes you appreciate things now. This is why we are the way we are. Like you have to go through. Yeah. You have to go through. I think it's really healthy to go through. What do people say? Builds character. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like like, these coming out, like don't you appreciate the gay movies when we were coming up? Like, you know, movies like a beautiful thing or edge of 17 or just like any of those those like Do you know what how is many it, late nineties, early shitty lesbian 2000s. movies there are? How many bad lesbian <laughs> movies there are? But and like, we but loved, how much you love them? We loved, but them. I'm a cheer, but I'm a cheerleader. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah, that but it's amazing. like, but you appreciate them so much more because you had to like sneak to find them, and they were so special to you, and you'll always have a place in your heart, even if they like, you know, someone would like give it like three stars out of 10 yeah. it's to you it's 10 well but i'm a cheerleader is a goddamn classic so no, no one's classic, no one's given that three stars but, but like trick is like you know <laughs> i mean trick is trash but i'll watch it and i'm like you know but to me it's it's like a 12 with out of 10 stars you know what i mean like everything but, john cameron mitchell was doing like short bus remember that it was like an improv yeah. porn yeah <laughs> <laughs> like legit i appreciate these films yeah um, but yeah, you guys have to see It's a Sin. It's so spectacular. Um, I honestly, when I um, was finished, I had more free time and I went back and rewatched the first episode and a half oh. before before it gets dark because I was like, I felt like I wasn't totally paying attention and I wanted to get like every part because the soundtrack is so great. So yeah. Every single minute of it is so, um, but I cut it off before it got to, you know? Yeah. Some heartbreaking moments. I, my favorite character is Colin. Oh, my God. I can't. I, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to. Like, yeah, but yeah. Colin is just like my favorite. I th- I think about him daily now. It's kind of crazy. That um, wait, was have... like the rug was pulled out from under us. Yeah. Watching that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like there's one character. You see him code in New York. He gets like on a work trip. He gets to come to New York. And like he's so wide eyed and innocent. Yeah. And 
You know, don't give it away. What, <laughs> I know. In watching the show, it also it kind of makes me value. I mean, you know, I love Madonna, but it and I've studied Madonna like my entire life. I've like dedicated my basically my entire life to to loving this woman and everything she's done. Uh, but it made me value what she did in the late '80s even more, more so than ever. Oh, yeah. Like, With her release of like a prayer album, she put condom um, condoms and then also condom uh, pamphlets. Yes, uh, like how do you properly use them, right? And then like information mm-hmm. about AIDS when nobody else was doing it because the government refused to do it. So she would include yes. the pamphlets about AIDS um, in her album artwork, exactly, which was like unheard of at the time. She was the only Un- person to do that, and people forget about of. this stuff. I mean, she so. wrote songs like on the erotica album, like she was writing songs about losing friends to AIDS uh, and, per- mm-hmm. and then going on tour and performing them li- like the song. There's a deep yeah. cut called In This Life on erotica and she sings it live in the girly show. And the live version is fantastic. That's People literally about about, lo- about losing her one of her uh, best friends. Probably like the AIDS. most um, the most like popular song I think about like that topic would probably be together again by Janet Jackson. That's what the one people always recognize as being, a, but Janet, but Janet was like definitely an ally, but um, Madonna was the first person to really be vocal about, you know, something that was, that was not really widespread in the media. So yeah. before we get off of it's a sin, I have to tell you um, an interesting tidbit that I think will surprise you since Jill Baxter was based on a real person Jill Nader Jill Nader Jill Nader was in It's a Sin who she plays who Jill's she plays Jill's mom with the bangs oh my whoa I know wow I know <laughs> she's in it several that's times that's amazing too. I know I love oh, it wow. I love it it's full circle um so we're talking about Madonna and that's actually the next topic I wanted to kind of discuss with you oh, wow. uh just check in about the Madonna biopic Let's check in. About I don't know it. if you know this stuff. I mean, you know more than I do, but I'm just, you know, Madonna biopic is like my, it's what I want to see in life. Mm-hmm. Madonna had an Instagram live session. It was a while ago. Um, and she revealed extensive details about the the film's plot. She's writing this screenplay with Diablo She's Cody. directing the movie of her life, which is probably the worst idea she's ever had. I know. She sh- I'm very nervous. I'm very scared. I know. So here we are. Mm. I'll still see it, um, but Warner Warner said, Brothers is behind it, so for it's gonna be like it's gonna be it's label. gonna be on the the level uh, or Universal. Uh, one, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Universal, I believe is behind it, so it's gonna be on the level of like a Bohemian Rhapsody or a Rocket Man. It is gonna be mm-hmm. that widely. That's gonna be the money. Hopefully, behind it'll be it. better than Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, I didn't hate that. I didn't hate it, but I thought Rocket Man was better. Rocket Man was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she said that the film's plot, describing it as a focus on about my struggles as an artist trying to survive in a man's world as a woman, and really just the journey in which she describes as a happy, sad, mad, crazy, good, bad, and ugly tale of the making of a superstar. Mm. She said, in quote, we do talk about Andy Warhol and Keith Haring and Jean Michael Basquiat. Um, and the whole coming up as an artist in Manhattan, downtown Lower East Side in the early eighties. Honestly, it's one of the best times in my life and one of the worst times. I hope I can, can I hope I can portray or express what a thrilling time that was for me in every way. Love it. Yeah, I think it's I think that's an interesting angle to take. It's like her struggle as an artist trying to survive in a man's world because that is her story. That is yeah. like one hundred percent. I mean, whenever you see like growing up in like the the nineties, you would see like murals and stuff and like like cartoons drawn of like pop culture. 
right? Like, mm-hmm. because paparazzi didn't exist, right? Like, if right. you saw stuff, it was always, like, cartoon caricatures of Cher or it was, like, Michael Jackson. And then they would do these, like, Michael Jackson with Madonna and Yes, the yes, yeah. And you know what I mean? Um, but, like, it was always, like, Madonna was the one woman in every single – it was, like, her with her mole mm-hmm. and then Michael Jackson and Prince and whoever else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She was living literally in a man's, yeah, in a male-dominated pop world. It is my hope. It's it's my my wish would be, my wish fulfillment would be, I want it to, because for sure it is going through mm-hmm. Blonde Ambition Tour. And then I believe me, I believe she had, when she was talking about writing the script, I think there was stuff in there about Ray of Light. So if it okay, ends, so have- if it ends with the birth of Lola, that would be the absolute perfect. Yeah, because I think that's what she, yeah, for me. Coming that's when full, I think absolute she found, full circle. Because she has the mom stuff. Yeah. So, that would make the most well, sense. Um, it's a like wide scope, though. I don't know how they're going to get that in two hours. Like, there's well, we know so it'll, much. It's going to be included because here, um, set to feature scenes um, about the creations of some of Madonna's most memorable works, including a great scene of her writing Like a Prayer with Pat Leonard, yes. all the way to the end, all the way to the devastating experience with Pepsi, um, which is, you know, if anyone doesn't remember or know, um, I don't remember because I was so fucking young, but knowing... Knowing everything fucking about Madonna, she had like a really what was it like five million dollars? How much was it? it was she had a, a huge. She deal. had a huge endorsement deal to do this commercial for Pepsi and like a prayer. I, I think it was at like, the time of the release of the like at the a prayer time of the album. like a, the like a prayer video in which she was seen dancing in front of burning crosses. She lost mm-hmm. the deal. Yeah, they just it never like never saw the light of day. Yeah, saw the light of day on my Instagram. I post it all the time. <laughs> I love that fucking clip. I love that commercial. Oh my God. It's amazing. <laughs> it's all the light of oh. day on my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> oh. There's also a new doc coming out to Netflix of Madonna. I think it's supposed to cover the Madame X tour. Oh, I won't yes, be that, watching. Yeah. I don't really care about that. But <laughs> <laughs> All right. Slow your roll down. Hold on a second. Okay. This is... No, this isn't a documentary. This is the concert film tour of the Madame X tour tour yeah yeah like so a, you know like, like a tour the, doc yeah yeah like you know the confessions tour it's you know like all the performance they filmed the show and she's editing it together okay which is what she documents a lot now on her stories and it's like are you gonna do this or what because if we're ever gonna make yeah. this movie this first thing has to be done like tick tock let's space it out yeah. <laughs> yeah um do you have a favorite madonna album we talked about this oh wait i think i remember yours it's well i rock. mentioned it earlier in this episode the cassette um, tape i have is one of them Wait. I just said the bedtime name stories? of it. Yeah. Wait. Bedtime stories. Bedtime stories and erotica okay. are my two favorites. I would okay. I would venture to say. Yes. I think Like a Prayer and Ray of Light are my two favorites. Beautiful choices. I love Like a Prayer. Do you do you love the song Love Song? Yeah. With, that's Prince? with Prince. Yeah. I think it may be her most under listened or like under appreciated i just did a whole episode like about like the deep cuts and the underappreciated stuff i think Mm -hmm. love song even though it features prince this was it's like never performed live you never hear heard from it again after like a prayer Hmm. Hmm. such a great album but if anybody out there not but honestly, I like yeah. every Madonna album, like True Blues, It as well. Uh, there's some fucking great cuts on like A Virgin. I love Angel. Stay. Justice cuts, for like... Stay. The final track <laughs> on like A Virgin. Justice for Love Don't Live Here Anymore. Oh, that's a great one. 
Yeah. What else? Tell me more. Oh my god, every album. I mean, Bedtime Stories is a great album because you know what? My mom used to listen to that. She would be in the car dropping me off at school, and we'd be listening to like Sanctuary, and I'd be like, "This is it." Obsessed. Yeah. When Madonna was working with Babyface, it was like genius. The best survival. Yeah, that whole album. That whole album. (laughs) (laughs) Page six just did a story on. Switch gears, but also an Italian woman who's like uh, controversy swirls around her, especially lately. Page six did a story on um, Teresa Giudice. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna be like, I was gonna say Gaga. <laughs> wait, wait! I just had a thought. Like, wait, they had they filmed the Halloween party at Margaret's for the season finale of yeah. this season, and Teresa was like. A cotton candy. What was she like? A character from co- uh, Candyland? Something like that. Yeah. She should have been Madonna. Teresa would be the perfect Madonna. Hmm. I don't know about that. You don't know? Madonna's a brilliant woman. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like Teresa would definitely be like a virgin. I feel like she would do that with like full. Yeah, she can do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe true blue. <laughs> I would love to see the whole cast of Rosses in New Jersey be every every uh, era of Madonna. Oh, I like that. You know who loves Madonna? Margaret. Margaret would be hanky panky. Yes. Like, oh, you're so right. She would <laughs> be. The, uh, she would be breathless Mahoney for. Yes, breathless sure. Mahoney. Do you know who loves Madonna? <laughs> Dolores. Who? Oh, I. Oh, I've I had bet. extensive conversation with Dolores specifically about Madonna. <laughs> I could totally see Off her like driving record. down to the shore, <laughs> yes. listening to like yeah. <laughs> Holiday. <laughs> she loves her. It's true. Love Dolores. Um, Margaret's coming on the, the podcast soon. Oh, awesome. Love her. Love Margaret. What did you think of the New Jersey premiere? Wait, real quick, before we get into that, because we're going to talk. I wanted to get the page six story, though. Okay. So page six reported that... Um, Teresa Giudice invented the rumor that her castmate's husband had cheated because she's terrified that she'll be fired if she doesn't come up with some grade A drama for the Bravo show. Quote, <laughs> she's being watched by the network and needed a story to store the, stir the pot. She had zero proof that he cheated and made up the story because Bravo has been getting rid of original housewives. Is it Unquote. signed? Does it at the end, does it say... XOXO Jackie Goldschneider. <laughs> right? Oh, I'm so sorry. I like, okay, this is not shade because I love Jackie. I think she's great for the show, but it seems a little bit like that was planted. I'm sorry. D- Teresa could walk through the season mute and it, it, she would still have a fucking job. She is literally the most powerful OG still standing. Do you think they she ever could- would do it without her? She, yeah, they would do it. They, they've done it now, the way they've angled the show. And she wasn't even given a testimonial for the first episode yeah. of this season until the last 30 minutes. They, they're really trying to, like, wean off of her so much. So in the case that they ever do have to, I think it is, you could have it with Margaret. People love Margaret. People love Dolores. Yeah. She doesn't even really bring that much, but people, like, love Dolores. I, fe- I, I love feel, Dolores. And I she feel doesn't- never lose Dolores. Never get rid yeah. of her. She's a perfect. You, you not. She's every, a New Jersey housewife. Not every character, <laughs> not every cast member, has to be a, a firework that's going off twenty four seven. It's good to have the balance. It's good to have a quieter cast member. Like you got to have somebody that's sort of the yeah. the conscience or the the observer. You know what, it's important. 
I would say that about Dolores, but then you think you would say the same thing about Cynthia. But I am actually exhausted watching Cynthia on Real House of Atlanta. Like, I do want her to leave. Like, I like Cynthia so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I would hang out with Cynthia in, Cynthia in real life. But I don't want to see her having storylines anymore. I don't think she brings anything anymore. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. But to, but Dolores could be going to get drive through food the entire fucking season. And I would be like, I want to watch it. I love her. I just love yeah. her so much. She's beautiful. I just like, I would... I want to see her like just raking her leaves, getting plastic surgery, and hanging out with her dogs. You I want to it. see her getting plastic <laughs> surgery. I love it. Um, yeah. No, I think Teresa, they're never going to get rid of her. I'm sorry. But I mean, they, maybe they will someday, but the, the show will be fine because they've now done it so that, I, like it or not, Jennifer has her own fan base that's growing. I love Jennifer. Um, I got I no She's good for the problem show. with Jennifer. I think she's such a good New Jersey housewife. Yep. I think they all are. I think, you know, for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and Margaret, I think what the thing is, is like for so long, that show, they let Teresa define what a real housewife of New Jersey was. They were like, oh, she's the archetype. You know what I mean? But like now that they've had different types of people on, like they've mixed it up a bit and had like, you know, a lawyer and uh, Arme- um, what is it? she's uh, Turkish? Uh, Jennifer's Turkish. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I almost said Armenian. Um, they have all these different types, uh, and they're like, you know, it doesn't have to be different. an Italian. You it know. doesn't have to be Italian. Yeah. They don't have to be related to Teresa, and they can all be. Mm-hmm. And I, we just like let it be defined. By whatever the thing she's is, the doing. thing is, if you lose Teresa, and it's an it's an automatic, you're losing a chunk. If you if you lose Teresa, if you're you losing lose Teresa. Then you're losing what Melissa's purpose is. You're losing Melissa <laughs> and Joe Gorga. You're losing like mm-hmm. a whole family tree. Like you're losing a big yeah. branch of the tree. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. But I think they're going to be okay if that ever happens. But do, do I think it's going to happen anytime soon? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Do I think she's worried about her job? I think she's probably the least worried of any. For OG, sure. But you know, yeah. For sure. Who knows what goes on in her head? Listen, we've we talked. In, I want to go to the bonus, but real quick, I want to just give them something to to tease them because I want to sure. go into Real Housewives of New Jersey. Oh, were you watching okay, okay. when we were watching the premiere? Danielle Staub was sitting in her home watching the premiere with us on IG Live. Did you see this? I did see this. Spiteful, snarling at the screen with a glass of white. Sort wine. of, sort of insane behavior sort of insane like real psychopath <laughs> be- psychopath behavior beverly has to chill out beverly come on my favorite like, thing to come out of this this week and in, in sort of jersey news my favorite thing i saw was when dorinda was tweeting in defense oh. <laughs> dorinda's tweet in defense of teresa for saying Teresa got the same agent. Ter- Teresa guidance, like she spelled Judy Che wrong and she spelled it guidance. guidance. Great mother hashtag whatever, like Team Teresa. It's because they have they don't the same they have the same publicist. And That's what Jackie is. called it out. She's like, no surprise, they is have the same. Is that Jammin? Is Jammin? No, Jammin does the social. Sorry, he does guys. social. Yeah, he does. He's he's not a publicist. Someone told me who told me. Someone told me that most of the time when Teresa um, Instagrams. Ninety percent of the time, it's Gia or Priscilla. Priscilla, why Priscilla? Well, they're like best friends. Priscilla, the the hairstylist, the yeah, makeup, yeah. the hair and makeup for Watch What Happens Live. She does the she does the makeup, and she's doing. Or does she do both? No, no, no. She, okay, she does the makeup, but why would she be doing her social media? Um, because they're she best busy? friends, and I think she's just like, I mean, who knows? I don't. I, I think she's just because they're friends. I don't know. Wow, this is what I'm told. 
That I believe is it. Uh, shocking information to hear Priscilla. I mean, this is real inside baseball, but to hear Priscilla, the, the hairstylist is. But Priscilla does all. And, does but doesn't the hair that make total for, sense? Priscilla does I the hair like these... for, or that she. I'm sorry, damn it, she does the makeup for every housewife that goes on Watch What Happens Live. She's Watch the, What Happens Live. She's the mm-hmm. in-house Bravo well, there's, makeup artist. There's another one too. I forget her name. Um, She's black. Um, I forget her name, but really sweet woman. There's another one. They have like rotating, but um, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. To, uh, shout out Priscilla. She's beautiful. Love to she see it. Be Pris- Priscilla of New Jersey. DeSanto, right? DeSanto. It says pretty Priscilla makeup on Instagram, so I'm always like, yeah. yeah. I just know her as Priscilla, queen <laughs> of makeup. Um, but yeah, uh, we're gonna get into Real Housewives of New Jersey. I want to get all into the premiere with you, break down what that means. So much. Um, maybe a little Real Housewives of Atlanta. I just watched it last night. Sure. Bolo. What a dick. <laughs> Freak <laughs> bitches. Freak <laughs> bitches hanging from the ceiling. Oh, my God. You know, like, I just... Maybe it's too much. I just, like, see that house. And when they woke up the next morning, I was like, I just felt gross. Like, I'm not sex shaming at all. Because get your fucking Bolo dick. You know what I mean? Right. But, like... I woke up and I, I, they woke up and I saw them walking around in the broad daylight. I was like, I feel like everything in that house is covered in like, like grease and lube from like, or like, like his like body oil. Like he's like, wasn't he covered in like, you know how like strippers yeah, oil, use like this? Yes, it's, it's oil. Oils. Yeah. So like, I feel like the doorknobs would be slippery and shit. I'm just oh like, God. oh my God. And there's like, there was like sandwiches sitting half eaten, <laughs> empty cups everywhere. I was like, this is so gross. <laughs> you know? It felt gross, but I loved it. You loved it. Um, tell the people where to follow you on social media. Tell them about your podcast. Any other pertinent information? Sure. So uh, my my show is called Hot Takes and Deep Dives. And it's, I would say it's like a healthy 70% Bravo-ish, like psychoanalysis, yada, yada. And then the other 30%... I've done interviews with Rachel Dratch. I did with Gina Gershon from Showgirls. Uh, that okay. came out this week. Uh, lots of interesting, cool people. Margaret Cho. And that's that. So that's Hot Takes and Deep Dives. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's JessXNYC. I would love to chat with people. And you guys know where... Oh, did you hear this? Oh, like, he's pouring some beautiful <laughs> red wine. wine. What type of... What red is that? Oh, it's twist off. It's called Art of the Earth. Ooh. I love a twist off. Wait, you switched from white to red? I did because I ran out of white. Mm. Is that bad? I, I don't know. I never switched from one to the other mid, oh, I mid, 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 uh, mid hour. <laughs> you haven't lived. You haven't lived. <laughs> um, oh, wait, is it closed? Okay. Um, you guys know where to follow me on social media. Um, it's Pet Shop Boy. I'm the underscore Pet Shop Boy on Twitter. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the recap. It's the weekly recap with myself and Tracy Morrissey. We cover Real Housewives of New Jersey. It's getting good. And uh, Real Housewives of Dallas, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And yeah. God bless. Go to Real the Patreon. Of Dallas. I know. Jesus. <laughs> Go to patreon.com slash the B list to subscribe so that you can hear the bonus episode. We are going to get into Bolo the Stripper. I want to talk about Real Houses of Beverly Hills a little bit because it's annoying. Um, <laughs> things that are annoying me about it. And Real Houses in New Jersey. Awesome. And uh, yeah, you guys can subscribe there so you can get the bonus episode. Thanks, and guys. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Bye. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.